The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show. And hey, 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 welcome to it. 6.32 Wednesday evening. We are back again Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, weekend show, Employment Law Show, all over your radio. Plenty of chances for you to learn and also contribute. Ask questions for Lior. He's ready for them. Uh, You want to reach out right now, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. No bad questions, only good answers. How about that? Anything under the umbrella of employment law? You're worried about uh, severance, your vaccination status, mandates, going back to work, hybrid workplaces. What can your boss do? What can they not? Doesn't matter. Runs the gamut. Bring it on. We'd love to talk to you. Email if you prefer. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. If we've got some time for those. And then pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's good anytime as well. It's free. It's anonymous and rolled into that. Severance pay calculator, two million users so far two million with an m so check it out you got a severance pay calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca on the show this evening though we'll get into it things that your employer won't tell you about your workplace rights but oh we will no problem we're going to pull back the curtain and all that stuff in just a bit and uh, your phone calls getting ready as well but first the case of the day my brother what do you got going on today Hey, John, I am so, so pumped and ready to talk about employment law and hopefully solve as many problems as possible. And I can solve those problems if you call and ask those questions, pose those issues, and let me give you that solution. Because it's not that I'm some sort of a, a miracle worker. The law actually provides those solutions. We have really good employment laws in this province, some of the best anywhere. And if you don't think we have good laws, it's probably because you don't necessarily appreciate what the laws are and what they do. So what an opportunity you have right now if you lost your job, if you're threatened with the loss of your job, if you're being mistreated or bullied, maybe you've been given an ultimatum, maybe it's vaccine related, something else with COVID-19, whatever the situation or the problem, uh, I always tell you there are solutions. And if you don't believe me, call me and let's see. And of course, you will have that second option if you want to have the private chat. You want to just talk to me privately. You don't necessarily uh, want to talk on radio. Easy. We'll give you that contact information so you can reach out by phone or email. Uh, So stay tuned for that. But case of the day, always like to start off that way. Uh, I spoke with a lady who uh, unfortunately had to go off on a a, a medical leave uh, because of depression and anxiety resulting from the way she was treated in the workplace. She was harassed and bullied, and like often happens, John, she ended up speaking to her doctor. She she was not able to sleep. She was not able to eat properly, and she ended up going off work for a couple of months. Uh, After a couple of months, she wanted to go back to work, but she was afraid, again, that she's going to be bullied. She had no evidence, no proof of, of this bullying behavior. So I told her to do this. I told her, go back to work, but now start doing some work. Start documenting things, recording things, uh, creating emails, records. Make sure that there's something if, in fact, you get bullied again. If you don't get bullied, that's great. Well, unfortunately for her, yes, once she went back to work, she, she started experiencing the same issue with her boss, but she knew what to do. She started keeping records, and, and there were she sent confirming emails to her boss, confirming what happened, and she came back to me a couple of weeks later, uh, this this week, and she said, "Look at 
this information that I have is that good enough. And it was, and I'm going to help her now. I'm going to mm-hmm. get her out of there. I'm going to get her severance. I'm going to get her other damages. But I wanted to bring this up to you because when it comes to harassment and bullying, you need to do some work. If you are mistreated, if you are bullied, I know it's a difficult situation. I get that completely. But remember, the person that's harassing you is not going to admit it. You have to do some work to make sure that you can show that harassment. If you can show it, if you can prove it, it doesn't have to be recordings. But if there's something there that's more than just your word against someone else's, man or man, do you have a lot of rights? She does. I'm going to help her. Can do the same thing for you. But try to get that information. If you're not sure how to do it, how do I create this record? How do I get this quote-unquote evidence? Then let's talk about that. Let me help you do just that. By the way, reaching out to Lior and the team to talk about that or any other matter, for that matter, any, uh, any other time, one 821 5900 Yeah, workplace harassment is one of those things. I mean, compared to 10 years or 15 years ago even, I mean, I think workplaces generally have a, a better understanding of the serious nature of workplace harassment and how they have to deal with it up front, get in front of it right away. But in a situation where someone's maybe working for uh, you know a small company, maybe just a handful of people, and the harasser is the person you would normally report to to report these things, that's going to add an extra layer of stress and anxiety to people. So what do they do in that in that situation? Well, they have to do what I said. They have to get that evidence so I can help them. So if you can't deal with it internally, there's Mm -hmm. no one to talk to internally within the company. You don't have HR or or there's really no one that's above the person that's harassing you. Then I deal with it externally, which means I get you out of there. I get you compensated so that you're made whole so you can find another job. But I need you to give me something, right? I need you to give me the, the ability to show that look what this person was doing. And they're not going to admit it, but if you can give me that information, uh, I got you from there. 638 live here on a Wednesday night employment law show, Monday to Thursday, and of course the weekend shows as well. Right now, 416-870-6400. Call in. you got plenty of opportunities to ask all of your questions and get some uh, some quick answers from Lior here tonight. Uh, things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we will. I love these. Just just opening the can of uh, you know what. Uh, you cannot be let go without compensation because of your vaccination status. There is a topical point right off the top, right? Yeah, let's start with uh, one of the most wow. uh, relevant ones. Uh, and John, over the past six months or so, I've been literally contacted with hundreds and hundreds of people all across Canada with uh, this situation. Either they've been let go, haven't been paid anything, or they've been put on unpaid leave. And and the other common thing they have is none of them got EI, at least not right off the bat. So it's easy to think that my employer can do this and the employer is gonna often tell you, yeah, I can let you go for cause. I don't have to pay you anything if you don't get the vaccine. Well, again, they're gonna not tell you what it is. I'm, I'm going to, and I'm gonna tell you that no, your employer cannot let you go for cause without compensation. They cannot put you off on a leave without compensation. You are still entitled to severance in spite of your vaccination status. Unless there's a government mandate that applies to you, and for 95% of people there isn't, uh, unless there's a government mandate, if your employer decides to implement a vaccine policy, they have to pay you severance. If there's a result of it, you are let go. And that, of course, we know can be as much as 24 months pay. We're talking about a significant amount of money. 
Your employer is not going to tell you this. They're not going to say, yes, we're going to let you go and write you a check. Well, I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm acting right now for a few hundred people across Canada in exactly this situation. So please don't walk away from legal rights you have. It's The law says you should have this compensation. 416-870-6400, the, uh, the number, uh, number to call in now. But we're talking about things that your employer will not tell you. This one maybe. Three years ago, four years ago, would have been way down the list, buried somewhere, would have been, you know, eventually a point of conversation. But now, man, it is right near the top, and that is you can't be temporarily laid off. So we're talking about things that your employer won't tell you, but that we will. That is such a good example. Uh, And, in fact, your employer is going to tell you the opposite. Of course I can put you on a temporary layoff. Maybe it's because of Mm COVID-19. Well, no, an employer does not have a right to put you on a layoff. Well, at least what I'll say is that if you are put on a temporary layoff, you don't have to accept it. You absolutely can. You can choose to accept it and wait and hope for the best. And sure, that is that is an option. But the other option, and perhaps the more you know reasonable option, is you can treat that layoff as a termination of your employment. Your employer may say, no, no, I'm not letting you go. I'm just putting you off work for a period of time does not matter. You can treat that as a termination and require your employer to put you to, to pay you severance. Your employer is not going to tell you that. I'm telling you that. And if you are ever in that situation, you've made the decision, I'm not waiting anymore. Enough is enough. I want my compensation. I'm moving on. Or maybe you've already moved on to another job. You're still owed severance. Yeah. Give me a call and let's talk about it. You know, you mentioned about moving on, but, uh, you know, especially now in light of things kind of getting back to normal, it's been close to two years for some people. Time is of the essence when it comes to this thing, isn't it? If you've been laid off in the beginning of the pandemic and you've been off work since, that door is closing fast if it hasn't closed already. Okay, Mm -hmm. we need to deal with this immediately if you want to pursue your severance. Otherwise, you're waiting. And if you're waiting six more months, eight more months, another year, There's not much that you can do about it. So don't let that happen. If you've been off now for a while, maybe it's time to have that conversation about enough is enough and let's get severance. And to do that anytime, Lior's number 1-855-821-5900. Do not hesitate to have that conversation and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Slide a call in here before we uh, take a wee break. Clover, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Great. What's on your mind? Yeah, so um, I work at a nursing home. And um, in late October, I had an accident at home, so I, I could not go to work because I hurt my arm, which is still bothering me. But then I got a letter from the boss stating that I was put on unpaid leave because I did not take the vaccine, which is not true. Okay. So, uh, Clover, I take it that you're part of a union? Yes, I am. So you have to talk to your union about whether what your employer did is allowed or not and what options you have because the only one that's allowed to do anything for you is the union. And unfortunately, if your union were to tell you, uh, sorry, uh, we can't do anything, then you don't have other options. This would be very different in a non-union position. You would have several options and you would be owed some compensation, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, you have to ultimately follow what the union says. So that's the, the questions have to be Opposed to the union. Okay. So if I don't get the vaccine, I can't go back to work. Well, again, only your union can tell you what your options are in that situation. So said whatever we talk about on the show applies to non-union employees. When you're part of a union, you have to seek that advice and that guidance from the union. 
Clover, appreciate the uh, the time there. It's just a uh, minute just before we go to a break. Of course, we're on Monday to Thursday now. Lior, we've backed it up a little bit so more people can hear the show, 6.30 to 7. So for anybody new out there who's just listening, they're going to go, wait, 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 union. So what does it matter if she's in a union? Why can't you help her? So the law in Canada for the last 150 or so years has been that a unionized employee has an exclusive uh, agent, and that is the union. So the union is the only one that's allowed to talk for them, to help them, to advise them, and to support them. They cannot, by law, hire a lawyer. They cannot deal with their employer themselves. It has to be the union. Some may say that's good. Some may say that's bad. I'm going to stay out of that debate. But it has to be the union. That's why myself and no lawyer can actually ever help a unionized employee. You still got lots of time as we get into a, a short break here to call and ask your questions, answers quickly, just like that. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website anytime to uh, cure all your employment woes. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll continue. Lots more employment law show is on the way. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Welcome back. Indeed, love having you here. 416-870-6400. That is the number to uh, voice your opinion. Ask your questions for Lior right here. By the way, Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Reaching out any time when we're not doing this, having fun on radio with you, one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. If you go to employmentlawyer.ca, firm website, that's where it'll take you. There's a media tab. You can check out our long-running TV show. Same thing, about 30 minutes of uh, what you learn every week, so tune into that and look back at past episodes as well. But as we get another phone call lined up here, uh, we're going to get back into our, our topic of the day, things your uh, your employer won't tell you about workplace rights. No, no, they don't want to do that, but we will. So there you go. We're going to throw more of them at you. Covered temporary layoffs. How about this? The terms of your employment can't be changed in a significant way. So an employer may well say, well, I'm the boss. This is my uh, place of work. So I can decide what I'm going to do. I'm, I can change the terms of your employment. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not so fast. Not at <laughs> all, in fact. In fact, the law has a concept to deal with this, to prevent employers from making significant changes. And we call that constructive dismissal. The idea, of course, is that an employer cannot and does not have the right to make uh, significant changes. And if they do, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. It's not allowed. So that what I'm talking about here, of course, are not minor changes where, you know, instead of uh, operating the machine on the east end of the building, you're operating the machine on the west end of the building. That's not going to be a significant change. I'm not even talking about a situation where, you know, instead of starting at 9, you start at 8.30 now in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not be happy, but that's probably not a significant change. But if your pay is reduced significantly, if you're demoted, if your hours of work are, are changing significantly, if maybe now they want you to work evenings instead of days, or they want you to work weekends instead of weekdays, those are significant changes, and your employer cannot just impose them. You can, of course, accept them, 
But no, you don't have to. You can treat that as a termination. Be, of course, very careful with accepting them. If you accept a change like that, for example, change in your pay, by accepting it, you kind of want to continue working. Well, by doing that, your employer now has the right to do it again. And that's not a good thing. Your employer has the right to do it again. So anytime you're facing changes to terms of employment, this concept of constructive dismissal has to come to mind. You better believe your employer is not going to tell you about that, but now you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Every time we talk about this particular topic, and I mean, the, the way people feel about their current employer employment, it, I mean, it, it runs the gamut of, of really super happy, love being there, or I'm dying to get out, I just need an excuse. But I mean, is, is there a chance if it's not a massive change that somebody can kind of hang in there and, and get a feel for it and, and see if it works with their life? And then if not, go back to the way we were? Yeah, well, let me give you an example. Let's say your employer yeah. wants you to work every other weekend, and usually you don't work weekends. Well, and you don't know if you want to and how that's going to impact you. You have some responsibilities with the family on the weekend. One of the things you can do is tell your employer in writing, employer, I have some concerns. I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to try it out. See how it works for me. And I will let you know then how I'm feeling about it. You can do that. You can try it out for a little period of time, usually for a few weeks only. And as long as you've told your employer in writing that that's what you're doing, you're not compromising your rights. But if you just continue working and you don't say anything, you're going to be considered to have accepted this change. In my example, that was to work weekends. And then you're stuck. So, yes, you can take it out for a spin. You can try it out for a bit, but say so in writing. And that's what you, that's when you can do it. Again, 416-870-6400 of the remaining time. You have time to call, and you'll want to do that now. In between that, we're talking about things that your employer will not tell you about workplace rights, but they are there. They are robust. And just because they're uh, not going to talk about it doesn't mean we won't to. That's exactly what we're doing this evening. Next one, I love this one. Uh, you're not really you're not really an independent contractor. So your employer is never going to tell you, hey, by the way, we've misclassified <laughs> you, just so you know, right? That's never going to happen. But misclassification of employees and calling them contractors when they're not is unbelievably common. Happens all the time, everywhere, in all types of jobs and industries. So I'm talking about a situation where you, you're working for a company, you, you, you go to work every day, you, you have a regular job, you've been doing this for years, but you know what? You're a contractor, you believe. You pay your own taxes. They, uh, they don't uh, have you on payroll. They just pay you a gross amount. No, it does not matter. You are an employee. If you have a regular job, by regular job, I mean you, you get up, you do your job, you, you finish your job, you go back the next day, you do the same thing. You're an employee. doesn't matter what you call yourself. doesn't matter how you pay your taxes. doesn't matter what piece of paper you sign. does not matter at all. It's substance over form. If you look like an employee and act like an employee, you are an employee. And why is that important? Well, it's important because as an employee, you have rights that you would not have as a contractor. For example, you have the right to vacation pay and overtime pay and holiday pay and minimum wage. And of course, let's not forget severance up to yeah. two years pay. So a contractor that loses your job, usually doesn't get any severance. But if that contractor is misclassified and they are an employee, really, yeah, severance has to be paid, a lot of severance. So if you're not sure what you are, guess what? You are really an employee, very likely. So your employer is never going to tell you that they've misclassified you. I just did. And if you're not sure, 
call me. Let's talk about that. Certainly, if you've lost your job and you may be thinking that you're not owed severance because you think you're a contractor, you have to get on the phone. You have to call me. Chances are you're an employee, and that means you're owed a lot of severance. Also, a, a good time again to uh, to mention pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's actually a section on that website, are you a contractor or not? So it'll it'll fill you in nicely even before you make that phone call to uh, to Lior. It's interesting, though, when we, we, we talk about this and then somebody you know undoubtedly emails you the next day or later in the evening or calls in and says, yeah, but Lior, that, this has been 15 years. You know, the boss didn't tell me. We kind of sat down, did a bit of a secret handshake, and we agreed that I'm going to be a contractor. So why doesn't that hold water? Well, think about it this way. What if everyone could just be a contractor because they said so? Everyone, people working in a factory, people working at a fast food restaurant, uh, people working at law offices. Well, if all you needed is to say I'm a contractor, then everyone would be a contractor. Who wouldn't want to be a contractor in that situation? May, you know, or what employer wouldn't want to have people as contractors? It doesn't work that way. A contractor is someone that's in business for him or herself, that runs a business, has customers and clients. That's what a contractor is, okay? And if you're not that, you are an employee, and the laws that we have are there intended to protect you in that situation. Still got a few minutes. If you uh, want to call in, 416-870-6400. If not, we'll move on to our next one of this, uh, things that your employer won't tell you about workplace rights, but we're going to right here. And that is a lot of confusion with this one, too. The size of the company doesn't matter when it comes to your severance. Absolutely. There's a big misconception that only larger employers have to pay severance. And I can understand that. You know, you may think, well, you know, I'm tiny company versus massive company. Do they have the same obligations? Yes, absolutely. So, no, there's no payroll limitation, not with respect to your full entitlements, what we call your common law entitlements. They're the same. Whether you're the only employee or one of 10,000 employees, Your severance is going to be based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So because of that, the size of the company doesn't matter. It's actually quite simple. If you had a job and you lost that job, then you are owed severance. I don't care who your employer is. So if you lost your job, give me a call and let's talk severance. Got a minute or two, a couple minutes left to go. 416-870-6400. We'll try to get one more of these talking. Actually, you know what? No, we'll go to a call because I think we're going to, uh, I think we're caught up. Abby, hi. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. What's your question? Um, I was laid off in March of 2020. I worked for a hotel. And uh, until August of last year, I was under the CEWS program. So I was getting paid by my employer, uh, but they, they were getting paid by government and so on and so forth. But since August, I'm on EI now, and it's been like six, seven months. The hotel is fully opened. They haven't called me back, and my EI will soon run out. And they haven't, obviously, they haven't given me a severance. So am I still employed, or what? where Great do question. I stand? Absolutely. Amazing question. And you have the right now to treat your employment as terminated. You have two options. You can continue waiting and hope you know, every morning that one day they'll call you back. Sure. Or you can choose to say, I am treating this as a termination and getting severance. You can make that decision. And if you've been there for a while, you're owed a significant amount of severance. The problem is if you've been there for a while, then you your time uh, is running out if you've been off for a while. So you need to call me as soon as possible. I want to make sure we don't miss your limitation period. You're absolutely owed severance and you're owed that severance right now. Abby, appreciate the call, and I think we're just about done. Mike, I see you there, but we just run out of time. You know what? Let's just get Mike in really quick. we got 30 seconds. Mike, a daughter just let go after an offer. What do you say, Lior? 
So if if your daughter was let go, Mike, uh, then if she lost something as a result, maybe there was another offer, then she's yeah. still owed severance. If she hasn't lost anything, it's going to be tough to do, but happy to chat with her to make sure we dot our I's and cross our T's. Mike, appreciate the call. I hope you caught that. That's why I had you on the line. And now we are done for the day. Back in tomorrow at 6.30. In the meantime, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Email address you can always go to. Mike, you can go there if you have another question. And the handy website of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca will answer most of your questions even before that phone call. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, Monday to Thursday, 6.30 to 7. Employment Law Show is here. And then again on Saturday. And we will reconvene and join you again tomorrow at 6.30. Have a good night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.